Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Cardboard Family Games Podcast. I'm Daniel. I'm Asher. Asher, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about King of Tokyo. King of Tokyo. And um, King of Tokyo is currently your favorite game, right? Yeah. Nice. So this should be a good uh, good topic of conversation for you. So let's... We got the box over here. should probably... Bring it over, Asher. Why don't you give it a shake so everybody at, at home knows what it sounds like. Mm. Those little pieces. Those little pieces, that's right. All right, so let's uh, let's kick this off by just kind of going through the box. First of all, can you read this right here? What does this say? Dark Edition. Dark Edition. So this is King of Tokyo Dark Edition. And I've played the original King of Tokyo. Wow. Um, but... I don't think you have. So let's see here. So first of all, what is the goal of King of Tokyo? Like if you were to kind of describe it just a little bit, what are you doing in the game? Like, well, you try to roll paws and kill everyone and get get the little um, lightning bolts. Yeah, it's got these power tokens. That's right, you got power tokens. And like you mentioned, let me pull out some of these. You wanna hold some? Some chunky dice. Oh, chunky dice. Yeah, so it's a lot of dice rolling, right? Yeah. Rolling some dice. Alright, what else? What else is in the box? We've got some a bunch of monsters. Yes. The monsters are so cool. And they're they're these little standees, right? You you set them standees. up. You set them up. And I'm put the monsters in them. Which one is your favorite? The red guy. The mecha dragon, right? Mecha Isn't this drag. mecha dragon? Here, let's let's stand him up for you. We're just Asher and I record in a bedroom, so we're we're setting up some little some little monsters from King of Tokyo up on the bed here on the board. Yeah, so Mecha Dragon, um, and and the artwork is really cool, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at Mecha Dragon, like what is he? He's a big dragon. Kind of like a robot. Is that what? Yeah. Kind of like a dragon robot. He's got like oh, three little speakers in him. Yeah, it kind of looks like he has speakers or ports or something. He's got this awesome red spiked tail and red wings. Mm-hmm. Looks like he might have. What do you think is in his hand, in the middle of his hand? Um, I don't know, like a, like a laser cannon or a gun yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the pieces are really cool. And I think, I mean, that was what really excited you about it, right? I mean, you saw these characters that you got to be. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got all that. I'm going to pull some stuff out. All right, so here, here's here's these little player boards. Let's find the Mecha Dragon one. Here it is. Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon. All right. So tell me a little bit about this card. Um, what, what what's on it? So there's hearts and fame. 
Yeah, so there's hearts and fame, and you get to turn them so you can get higher and higher. And once you get to all the way to 20, or yeah, 10, 20, 20. when you get all the way to 20, you win. Yeah, so if you get 20 fame, you win. What's the other way that you can win? Um, by killing all the other monsters. Killing all the other monsters. So on your turn... You take all these chunky dice, and you roll them, mm-hmm. and then you, what do you do? Like, you kind of look, and you say, oh, what do I want, what do I want to keep, right? Mm-hmm. So, you can keep, like, if you get three of a kind for a number, one, two, or three, you score points. Mm-hmm. What about hearts? What do hearts do? Hearts, they help you get more, they help you get higher if someone is killing you. So, your health goes up, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what do paws do? Paws, they kill other monsters. Yeah. And you cannot get hearts if you're in King of Tokyo. That's right. If you're currently the King of Tokyo, so the idea is that when you roll paws, you attack other monsters, but you only attack monsters that are either in Tokyo, if you're outside, Mm -hmm. or if you're in Tokyo and you roll paws, you attack every single monster who's outside of Tokyo, right? Yep. Yeah. So being king of Tokyo kind of makes you the target. Everybody wants to get you. But if you are the king of Tokyo, you can get everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that, that is in the palm of his hand, I think it's a force field. You think it's a force field? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is on uh, on Mecha Dragon's little player card. Uh, it looks like a giant lightning ball or something, right? Like a force Field. Kind like of, what yeah. Violet's got. Oh, from uh, the Incredibles. From the Incredibles, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it might actually be a gun, but it kind of looks like a force field. I agree. Definitely, right. lightning is involved there. Okay, mm-hmm. so then, and then there's this other symbol uh, that's on the dice. What's this one? It's the power token. The power token. Yeah, and if you roll a power token, uh, what do you get to do at you the end get of your turn? To get a power token. Yeah, you get to collect power tokens, right? All right, so let's talk about power tokens then. So this is one of the aspects of the game that I really like. What do you do with power tokens? You can buy the cards. Okay. Yes, you can buy the cards. Who is this? So, yeah, so I think this is one of the, <laughs> the things that's T-Bex. great. You've got all these really cool cards, like this one we're looking at right here. Cost me two power tokens. And I can keep it, and then I get to use an extra die. If you ever end one of your turns with at least a three, you lose all your hearts. So if you ever roll a three, and that's the last roll, and on your turn you get to roll three times. If you ever roll and you have a three at the end of your turn, you basically die, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of a crazy card, but these cards are so cool. So that one doesn't seem like... A very, a very good one because if someone gets you, you die. Yeah, but one thing it gives you is four power tokens and four hearts when you buy it. Mm-hmm. And you also get to use an extra die. So instead of rolling six dice every turn, you get to roll seven dice every turn. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got some benefits, but it's risky. But there's so many cards in this game. I mean, there's, I don't know how many there are, but there's this giant stack of cards and that's one of my favorite things to do is to buy the cards. I love buying the cards with the power tokens. Mm-hmm. 
they give you give you lots of cool abilities okay. all right so there's there's another thing here that we haven't really talked about I'm gonna move some stuff haven't really talked about the board we haven't talked about the board a lot so we talked about there's there's a board in King of Tokyo and it's kind of small right mm-hmm. and there is a kind of a yellow circle that the monsters get to go Yes, so if you're going into Tokyo, you put your guy on this yellow circle, right? And if you're playing with five or six players, there's a second green circle. And so um, two people can be in Tokyo if you're playing with a lot of people. But we've Mm -hmm. never played with that many. And this place right here is time out. (laughs) That's time out. (laughs) Because you have to stay in there for a little while while people kill you. (laughs) Yeah, but if you do stay and you make it all the way around to your next turn, what do you get? You get two fame. You get two fame. That's right. Yeah, so you get two fame for staying in. Ooh, careful. Um, but yeah, it's just this little board. And, and it also describes, like, what do you do if you roll a one? What do you do if you roll twos? What if you do? What do you do if you roll three ones or three twos? Um, Which is really nice because if you, if you don't have that, you might not know what you're doing. Yeah, you might not know. And it also tells you like how much fame you get for going in Tokyo and mm-hmm. how much fame you get for staying in Tokyo for a whole round. It also tells you that you can't roll hearts and get your health back while you're in Tokyo. <laughs> so it's it's like, oh, yeah, I want to go in Tokyo because I want fame. Uh-huh. But if I do go there... I don't get any hearts. I don't get any hearts. So okay. it's kind of bad because then they're always killing you. So Yeah, it definitely, definitely makes you a target going in there. All right. What's this over here? Do you know what this is? It is a... First of all, describe it. What am I pointing to? Oh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten points. Spaces. Yeah, these ten spaces. And you've got these little... Pops. you got these little tokens that go for each character. And it's actually... I looked it up in the rules this morning because I didn't know what it was called. It's called a wickedness token, which is kind of a mm, not so good name. Not a great name, but you know it, the game's all about being a big bad monster who destroys <laughs> who destroys Tokyo. So okay, that doesn't you're not exactly good, right? <laughs> so when you roll three ones or three twos, mm-hmm. you move up on the wickedness track, and this is new in Dark Edition. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you reach space three, six, or ten? You get to buy those. You don't buy them, but you do get one, right? Mm-hmm. And what is what? It, what are these things? They're things that um, that let you do stuff. So this one says, when you smash a monster, which means when you kill a monster, if that monster has more fame than you. You steal one fame from them. Yeah, so whenever you roll pause and you hit another monster, you get to take fame. So they give you these little uh, cardboard um, abilities that are permanent. Mm-hmm. And you can pick one whenever you reach space 3, 6, or 10 on the wickedness track. And they're all they're all good. Like there's not a single one that's, you know, not a cool ability to have. Mm-hmm. Um, like this one is called Sonic Boomer. At the start of your turn, gain one fame. And then on the other side, it's called Evil Lair. Buying power cards costs you one less power token. 
So you get a little discount. I got that one one time. That's, you did have that one one time. So all of these, uh, they're all double-sided. And kind of what, what we do at the beginning of every game, I just kind of take them and shuffle them a little bit and then just kind of toss them up in the air. And then whichever side they land on, that's the one we use. So kind of a good way to randomize um, you know, randomize these these wickedness bonus tiles that you can get to give you more abilities. Mm-hmm. I've never made it up to space number 10. Have you? No. No. Yeah. How do you get up there? Well, you have to keep rolling ones and twos, right, to move up the oh, track. Yeah. But I've never rolled that many ones and twos. So. If you do the whole game just doing ones and twos. You'd get a lot of fame, and you'd also move up on that track, yeah. All, All the way up to 10. All right, so how do you like to try to win the game? By killing the monsters. Yes, you love rolling paws, don't you? Mm-mm. Yeah. Because then it makes Mommy fall down if she, <laughs> if she dies. Yeah, so we've, we've played this with Mommy a few times, right? Mm-hmm. I, I should mention, uh, in case you didn't know, um, Asher and I... Um, our family, obviously. Asher's my son. I'm his dad. We're doing this podcast together. So we didn't say that at the beginning, but now you know. So yes, we play this with mommy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mommy actually likes playing this game, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you like playing this game. Like we said at the beginning, it's your favorite. Mm-hmm. So you love rolling paws. Yep. And do you usually win when you roll paws? All the time, but sometimes. Yeah, I think. I think you, I won once by rolling paws. And I think you've also won by getting fame, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, I won. Two times, maybe doing that. Two times doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you learned how to play this game, was it easy for you? Yeah. Yeah, and how old are you, by the way? I'm seven. Or you'll be seven, right? I'll be seven and. On Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, I mean, who knows when people are going to be listening to this, but yes, you will be seven as of this recording. Mm-hmm. You'll be seven in a couple days. Yep. Yeah. So we didn't, you know, you can read the cards. Mm-hmm. So that's helped. And you also, like the dice, we just have to explain the symbols. Um, but then you were pretty much just able to play the game, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Um, let's see here. What else did we want to talk about with King of Tokyo? Oh, um, what do I like? How do I like to win? And I don't win usually. Um, I don't think. You don't? I I, think you win like all the time. I win, I win a lot of the games we play, but I don't think that King of Tokyo is one of those games that I win a lot. No. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I've won just a couple times. Hmm. But I like to, I love getting power tokens. Yeah, it's so I love getting power tokens. They're so cool. They are so cool. One, in this edition, I mean, the tokens, they look like little lightning bolts, right? Mm-hmm. In the other editions, they're just little green cubes. Um, you know, so just, these look very cool. So it, that feels great. I love rolling lots of... Little green cubes would also be cool, though. Little green cubes would also be cool, yes. Uh, but I like getting those and trying to get lots of abilities. But maybe I do that a little bit too much and I should be focused more on rolling paws or just trying to get more fame. Um, but I think the King of Tokyo is a game that's 
always replay it. You know, you can always play it, right? Mm -hmm. It's always fun every time you play it. It doesn't mm -hmm. ever get old. Like, I don't get tired of playing King of Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get tired of playing King of Tokyo? No. No. And I think actually your little brother has played it as well, right? Mm -hmm. He's played it a couple times, I think. Yeah. I think maybe every time we've played it or most every time we've played it. But he doesn't actually get to be his own character. No. What does he do? Um, he gets to be on mommy's team. Or daddy's team, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he rolls the dice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he rolls the dice. So there's a way to incorporate some of those younger siblings and bring them into the game and they can have fun too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I think, I think that kind of does it for us with King of Tokyo Dark Edition. Uh, mm -hmm. Asher, would you recommend that other seven-year-old boys uh, play it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And as we mentioned, as you know, as a dad uh, who loves playing board games, pretty easy game to teach to a younger kid. One recommendation: if you are thinking, ah, the you know my kid can't read, or um, you know I want to try this out with maybe somebody who's a little bit younger, uh, you could definitely do that. Just take out the power tokens and the cards. Um, you could keep the power tokens and maybe you could keep just the cards and just read the cards. You could them? read. Yeah. You could explain the cards to them, or maybe you could just pick a few cards to play with and just always play with those. Or, you know, you could, you know, one thing that you can do as well is you can say, Hey, you can get hearts, you know, trade, trade, uh, you know, four power tokens or three power tokens for a heart. You know, there's definitely some house rules that can be thrown in there, uh, to simplify the game. And then, you know, whenever whenever you're ready, throw those cards back in. And, uh, you know, the game is a ton of fun without them. It's even better with them. So it definitely you can you can play this game with young kids. Mm -hmm. All right, Asher. Well, hey, why don't you uh, thank everybody for joining us today? Thank you for listening to the Cardboard Family Games co podcast. All right, everybody. We will see you next time.